Hi, friends. Welcome to God Stories. I am your host, Cassie, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. This is where I have on my friends, both new and old, to share their God stories. From the big, aha, miraculous, life-changing moments to the ordinary, everyday moments that are oftentimes the very extraordinary, life-changing ones. My hope is that you're encouraged. My hope is that you're sometimes challenged. My hope is that you feel welcome and enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, welcome to God's Stories. I am sitting here with Tarsha. I met her through my mom and I'm so excited to hear your God story today. Welcome, Tarsha. Hi, Cassie. Thank you for having me. Will you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, my name is Tarsha Kelly Grant. I am the youngest of three daughters. I am born and raised in Katy, Texas, when there was nothing there but Berkshire Brothers and Safeway and Mason Road was a two-lane street. So (laughs) a lot has changed. A lot has changed. (laughs) And now you live in Oklahoma. I do. um, I moved there with my husband. So I live in a place called Sasakwa, and it stands for Wild Goose. Oh, is it country? It's so rural. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, we're going to dive right into your story. Uh, Tarsha was just telling me a little bit about it, and I'm excited just to hear more. So I'm going to give you the mic and let you just go ahead and tell me your God story. So Cassie, um, my God story is called Lean In and Seek Wisdom. And um, over the years, I've just started to really realize that either you're wise or you're foolish. And if you're foolish, then the Bible will teach you how to be wise. So back in 2013, I was um, going back to my home church, Antioch Missionary Baptist Church in Katy, which is actually the oldest black church in Katy. And um, I, my path would cross with some ladies from Grace Fellowship. They were doing a project helping us bulldoze down some um, uh, some stuff in the back of the church so we could get and see the land. And so these ladies would become a pivotal part of my story. So after they found out what I did with the church, which was um, being the youth matron, and I showed them the Bible I was teaching from and stuff, they were like, oh, that's really nice. And they said, well, have you ever heard of Alpha? And I was like, no, but I'm kind of a curious George. So um, they invited me and I said, sure, why not? So I told my pastor and kind of invited him and he's like, I've heard of it, but you go ahead, Sister uh, Grant. And so I did. So anyways, um, when I went to Alpha, I, my, um, Melissa, who invited me, she came by to make sure I was taken care of and to find me a seat. And so um, at Grace Fellowship, when they do these Bible studies, they sit in circles, which is your small group, and that becomes a group you're going to stay with for uh, the entirety of the Bible study, which is sometimes eight weeks, sometimes 12. So Melissa comes in and we're walking around looking for a table and she sees her friend Russ. And so she's like, hey, Russ, this is Tarsha. Do you mind if they, you know, she sits with you, you know, look after her. She's my friend. Well, unbeknownst to me, um, I looked at the table and the the table note said divorce care. And I'm like, divorce care? So I was curious about that, but I didn't ask too many questions at you know, the beginning. So we watched the film break out into our small groups and 
these begin to be my people. And so we talk about the film and at the end, Russ would ask, is there anything you need us to pray for? And most of the time it was my marriage. And he started to like, kind of look like, is everything okay? Are there kids there? And I was like, yeah, I have a stepdaughter. And he's like, you know, really prayed earnestly that the Lord would save my marriage because he had been in a position where he was divorced with kids. So that is where we pick up. So fast forward and I call Melissa like a year later and I'm like, hey, Melissa, this is Tarsha. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about divorce care? And she's like, well, I'm out of town. I'm in Florida, but let me give you a call back when I get in town. I said, sure, no problem. So that was like a week later. So Melissa called and I answered and I, she started to ask me questions. And when she realized it was me who was considering divorce, she quickly was like, oh, no, no, sister. No, hold on, hold on. That is not what you want to do. Um, she's like, we also have this thing called marriage matters. Have you heard of that? And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, let, let me put in a phone call and see if I can get you in. And so actually, I'm sorry, back up. She gave me the information for me to sign up. So I signed up and they came back like there are no, no spaces left. So I called Melissa and I was like, thank you so much, but there are no spaces left. And I'm pretty sure she put in a call for me because um, the next week I got a call like, hi, one space just opened up. Would you like it? And I was like, hmm, <laughs> absolutely. But I knew Melissa, you know, was pleading my case, right? Yeah. So a good friend. <laughs> yeah, a really good friend. So anyways, my husband agreed to go. And so off we went, right? So as we went to Marriage Matters, we sat through again, it was actually this was not the small group table we sat in a um in an auditorium type style and then watched the film and went to breakout groups well our breakout group they are very thoughtful at grace um they put us with uh the husband and wife team he was a police officer as was my then husband right so i was like oh neat so i'm just picking up on all the cues that god has going on right and so it made him feel comfortable and he seemed to open up, you know, during the breakout sessions. But then when we would get home, it was kind of like the shutdown again. But okay, um, we were trying, so that was positive. But in the breakout sessions, they would encourage the men, you know, to, hey, if you want to talk to godly men, get godly counsel, you know, this, these are your people because we're all you know, learning about our marriage together and they do the same with women. Well, like I said before, I'm curious. And so I quickly was like, yes, to the wife. Like I started planning like coffee dates with her and just, you know, sharing stuff and trying to learn how to be, you know, a godly wife and figure out all that stuff. So that's where we kind of left that. And so when we got done. And was your husband meeting with men as well? No, okay. he, he wasn't. It was as if like he was going on Mondays and that was it. And I was leaning in and he was just doing the minimum, right? Mm -hmm. And so then we went back a second time and that's when things, the real shift happened, right? So then I was mostly going by myself because once again at at grace and at these at the care ministry anywhere they encourage you to come no matter what like come if you have to come by yourself because 
you know, our salvation is for us. Our mm -hmm. wisdom is for us. And yes, we're trying to save our marriage, but I, you know, I'm disciplined. And if, if I, if I say I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. So I would go. And, um, later on in 2015, I did end up divorced. Um, but I did have this new circle of friends and I was like, okay, Lord, what do I do with this? So we sold a house and I moved in with my sister, which they thought was a really good idea because it's not good to be alone, right? Um, with such a life change. So that was good. I moved in with my sister. It was great for her, great for me. We're really good friends. Um, so I did that for like a year and a half or so. And, and then I did go to divorce care because now I'm at this point where, okay, Lord, I, I have to figure out a, what is divorce care? Because if there's a divorce care, then it's showing you how the Lord wants you to go through this, right? Don't just go through it and be ignorant. So I went and it, you know, kind of walked us through how to do it in a godly manner. And so one of them was forgiveness and how to know what your part is on your part and nothing else and then forgive the other person. Wow. So um, I really realized that my part in my failed marriage, well, there were two. The first one was I knew in my heart that I picked that husband. God did not pick that husband. <laughs> so when it failed, I had to take ownership between me and God that God, you, you didn't fail me. I felt you because I did what I wanted to do, and this is the end result. That takes a lot of maturity to look at it that way, I think, to really, because you were probably in a marriage where you were doing a lot of things right, and your spouse, it sounds like, wasn't, and to not blame God or just question God for any of that, I feel like shows maturity to really say, okay, I did this, Lord, rather than like, Lord, why did you not, you know, yeah. X, Y, or Z? Well, I was born and raised a Christian, and so, and I knew enough of the word, right? And I just knew. I knew in my spirit. I knew in my heart. And my thing was like, if I'm not honest with anybody but me and God, then I need to own this. And then the second part was within my marriage, what did I do wrong? And the part that I take ownership for that really has been exponential growth and it's going to be the thing that saves my marriage is I had too much togetherness with my family. I come from a very large family and we are together all the time. That is not healthy for your marriage. The you, leave and cleave. <laughs> you need to have boundaries. I don't care if everybody's eating together every Sunday, you and your husband don't have to go. <laughs> so that was definitely my takeaway, right? That's a word for somebody. <laughs> that is a word for somebody. Really do leave and cleave. So then after that, after divorce care, I'm a believer in serving, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if you take, 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 then, you know, we have enough takers. So after that, I was like, you know, next time, you know, whatever you guys need. So they let me um, serve with the, the kiddos um, while the other people who were going through what I had formerly gone through, you know, could get what they needed, right? So I'm with the kids. I'm a former volleyball coach and 
I think maybe I wasn't good for little kids. I'm not sure. I mean, we had a great time. We you were coaching about, them. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> so anyways, I, I wanted to volunteer the next time. And they were like, oh, we're good. But um, Michelle in Marriage Matters, who has become a really good friend of mine, was like, we'll take her. Um, so I ended up being a, a greeter for Marriage Matters. Um, and so imagine that. And that's how I feel like God was weaving the next part of my story, right? Um, so I'm greeting for Marriage Matters, and I was also like in personal counseling at the time, and my counselor <laughs> would look at me like, what is it that you do there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I just hand out the red books, I smile, and I, I give the weekly, you know, handouts, and you know. So it was good because I was exposed to um, the first 15 or 20 minutes of Marriage Matters and listening in and learning how to have a godly marriage. Wow. If that was to ever be, you know, my my fate again, right? Mm -hmm. And so I knew that, that there was something there and, okay, again, lean in, learn what you can. And so in Marriage Matters, it wasn't always like marriage, marriage, marriage. They talked about boundaries. They talked about finances they talked about all these things so um in that and listening to that i did take financial peace with dave ramsey through the church so now i've done alpha i've done divorce care i'm doing financial peace i'm just trying to learn how to be wise um because what if i never get married i need to protect my finances. I need to not be in debt and I need to, again, do it God's way. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about that. You were learning how to do it God's way, marriage God's way, or just even like you were saying, single, single. God's mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Um, so as I, as I was doing that, I was getting these, you know, meeting these new women and they were pouring to me. They, I knew they were praying for me. I knew they had my best interest at heart. Um, and I could call them for anything. When I first got out of divorce care and I tried to date or whatever, I would like text the lady who was over it and it's like, um, this just happens. This feel weird. What do you think? And she's like, yeah, probably that's probably not the one. <laughs> um, and then when I was, you know, like I called Melissa, I can call on any of them at any time, um, for them to pray with me or sit with me, go to lunch with me, kind of talk me through the, the season, the process, the, the time in my life. And so that is really a big deal. Yeah, having a good community and just it sounds like you're being discipled too and being willing to be vulnerable and sharing with other people what you're going through so you can be open to hear you know them speak into you. Yeah, and I mean, the Bible... I mean, almost every verse that I have here um, <laughs> in my lean in and be wise is from Proverbs because I think Proverbs is the wisdom mm -hmm. um, chapter, right? So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge uh, God and he will direct your path. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that's what we have to go back to when we start to want to rush the process like lean not into your own understanding and if you don't know find someone who does and find someone who loves god 
and who is going to tell you the truth, even if it hurts. And that's what you're doing. Like the second half of that verse in all your ways, like in all of your ways, you were acknowledging God. Yeah. I I just didn't want to get it wrong again. Right. Like I, I was 41 when all of this was taking place and I'm like, I don't know how many more years I got to go. I hope a lot, but let me do this back half right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you and, and tell me if I'm fast forwarding too much, but did you, did God bring someone in your life or did you? He did. So, um, well, that's a twofold question. Okay. So here's what I will say to anyone who's listening. When you're seeking God, And when you're trying to do things God's way, remember that the devil knows what you want also. And so he will bring something that looks a lot like what you want. But if God sends you that warning sign, you should take it. Mm. So um, in between my now husband, I got a call from an ex that I had not dated in over 10 years, hadn't spoke to And the first thing I thought is, oh my gosh, this must be a God thing because I didn't call him. It's been 10 years and okay, God. But I also was skeptical because like I said, I, oh, if I didn't say this, I had dated him before. So that was weird. And my family was like, well, maybe he knows now. Maybe that's why he called you. And so through my skepticism, again, that was a God wink. Um, I listened to them and let's just say that relationship did not work. Mm -hmm. But in that relationship, I grew a lot because I was like, time out. A, why did you repeat this? You heard, you heard from God and you did it your way again. And I was done with that. So for like a year, I just sat in that and I I asked God to reveal, repair, and restore. And um, what that means is just like reveal anything to me, anything, anybody, any person, um, including me, especially me, um, and repair the hurt that I might receive through that revelation and then restore it better to its former self, however you want to do it, Lord. And he absolutely did. So I am now remarried to my best friend. He is awesome. Um, I was skeptical, obviously, because I'd been hurt before. He was skeptical because he had been hurt before. But he had a sweet face. He had a really kind face. And, um, as we started dating and we spent the night together one night and he said this just out of the blue, Ooh, you fit under my hedge of protection. Huh? Like that's a, that's a God verse. Like, Hedge of protection. I'm like, he knows Jesus. (laughs) So yeah, let me keep dating this guy. Right. So, you know, that, that became the thing and we took it really slow. Um, because I was like, I just, again, I just don't want to get it wrong again. And Mm -hmm. so I did lean into my church family. I, I had not brought anyone around my family. 
Um, so when they started seeing him, they were like, is it serious? I'm like, what do you mean? Have you seen anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's serious. And then he just, through and through, has been just the man that he said he was going to be and just better than you know, what I had planned for myself. Again, that's the God thing, right? So you can have something planned for yourself and God has something even better. Mm -hmm. And so... So you've been doing it God's way. (laughs) I've been a girl and when I... And and I I get weak and I start doing stuff my way and then I have what what they call come to Jesus talks and I'm like, sit yourself down (laughs) (laughs) and go to the Lord and then come back. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like you kind of just answered it, but I was going to ask you what your advice would be for somebody that's trying to figure out, is this God's voice? Is this God leading me? Is this God directing me? Or is this my own way? Like, how did you know how to do that? Or how would you tell somebody else to know what God's voice is and not their own? I would say that if it feels wrong, if you are... If you have to make it work, um, I refer to myself like this. I'm a round ball. If you try to fit me in a square peg, I'm never going to fit. So if you are really working so hard at it, whatever it is, that is probably not God's doing. Mm. Because God's ways are easy. That's so good. It's making me think about a situation in my own life right now. <laughs> something totally different. It's buying a new house and I keep trying to make something work. Yeah, and God God is tr- is telling you, girl, let that house go. This is, when I give you your house, you are going to be so glad I didn't give you this one. But yeah, yeah, that is definitely... And what it makes me think of, have you seen that picture on Facebook and there's this little girl and she's holding a stuffed animal and she's like, but Jesus, I want it. But Jesus has this like nice, better, big one behind his back and he's like, just trust me. And he's asking, her to give up her little stuffed animal so he can give her the better better one and it's like it's hard because I don't like the unknown and a lot of people don't like the unknown but it is what you're talking about earlier just like trusting the Lord and like he will give us what he knows we need yeah and it is it is a tug of war but that's the part when like I said when you're really like forcing it and when you're trying to when you're trying so hard and you're like Lord please give it and he is like if you would just I have something better for you, you know? And I mean, that's hard because we are flesh, right? Mm -hmm. And we want what we want when we want it. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes God is like, you are not ready. You Mm -hmm. are not ready for what you think you want. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to block you from that. And Mm -hmm. so if we could just take a step back and breathe and seek wisdom, whether it's through reading your Bible, whether it's through finding elder finding a church finding a small group um but just know that if if it's not easy it's probably not god Mm -hmm. so good thank you for sharing tarsha you're welcome thank you for having me i was terrified (laughs) you did awesome praise jesus (laughs) praise jesus is right so i told you beforehand i ask a question to all of my guests just for fun if you could sit down with someone from the past or present and hear their God stories, who would it be and why? It would be Ruth. Ooh. I am so drawn to Ruth. Um, so I have a cousin I talk to a lot, and I tell her all the time, just because somebody offers you something, it does not mean you have to take it. And Naomi was so gracious to her to offer her to go back to her land, her family, 
And she didn't take it because I think in her heart, she knew that Naomi needed her. And so she stayed. And so I would just want to know from Ruth, like, what was your why? And I, I'm just so intrigued by that that story, all of it. And you had mentioned to me before when you were telling me the story of your husband that he's your Boaz. Yeah. And so that's fitting, too, that it's Ruth that you'd want to sit down and talk with. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, Tarsha. Well, thank you for sharing your story and being on today. I just really appreciate it. And you're full of wisdom, so it's neat to hear that that's what God had you talk about. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Friends, thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love if you could share it with a friend. If you could give a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be amazing. That way, when other friends come across it, they know to listen too. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at God Stories with Cassie. Love you guys so much. Have a great day.